here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Shake Them Ropes, episode 243. Rob McKeeran here. Jeff Hawkins joins in just a moment. I want to welcome a new sponsor to Shake Them Ropes this week, SeatGeek. If you have not tried them, they are the best, easiest way to find the tickets for the events that you want. Just download the SeatGeek app, and right now, for listening to Shake Them Ropes, you can save $20 off your first purchase on SeatGeek, the SeatGeek app, with promo code STR. Go download SeatGeek right now. Use promo code STR. Get the tickets you want the easiest way with SeatGeek. You can follow the show at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. Follow Jeff at CrapGame13. Download us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else podcasts are given away. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com slash STR, ShakeThemRopes.com, and interact with us on Twitter, on iTunes. Leave us a rating and review. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get into this week's Shake Them Ropes. Jeff Hawkins. Shake Them Ropes Special Edition. Rob, WWE has come to terms with the release of Emma. Rob McCarran. No! You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarran and Jeff Hawkins. There's a luxury in self-reproach. When we blame ourselves, we feel that no one else has a right to blame us. It is the confession, not the priest, that gives us absolution. Oscar Wilde, the picture of Dorian Gray. So, we haven't done a show since Survivor Series. On Raw, Paige returns and brings Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville with her. On SmackDown, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan appear. Not Kyrie Sane, not the iconic duo. Hideo Tommy coming to 205 Live and Drew McIntyre going to the injured list. Raw is stretching for time with Elias heating up and Finn cooling down. SmackDown is Daniel Bryan looking jacked in the further adventures of Kevin and Sammy. This is Shake Them Ropes episode 243. I am Jeff Hawkins, the Montez Ford of this podcast. My co-host is the guy who's not Jeff Hawkins, Rob something or other. Uh, you can hear him on this week's Music of the Mat, Unnecessary Burial of Me in the first couple minutes, Rob. I don't remember Rob, that. <laughs> I don't remember that one iota. <laughs> I'll lead with something not terribly important, but something that confused me from uh, last night's SmackDown. All right. What is my mid-20s? Uh, <laughs> uh, Gable and Benjamin being built up as the number one contenders for the Usos tag team titles. Uh, are they? They were. Are they being built? I mean, they lose and to the New Day. Beat, and then they get beat clean by the New Day. And yes. not even like the prime New Day lineup, the speed New Day lineup, right. so to speak. Yes. And the New Day and the Usos are now friends. Yeah. They are so compadres. What's, what's happening here? Is it going to be a three-way? Are the Usos eventually going to punch the New Day in the face after getting pancakes and syrup? What's, what's going on here? Because it confused me because uh, yeah. I thought we were on a path here. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, nope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were on a path. What that path is, no one knows. 
Uh, yeah, the Usos are super chummy uh, with the New Day. The New Day fed them pancakes. Now, albeit those pancakes came directly out of the ass of Big E. So I don't know if that's really a friendship move at all. Uh, I, thought, I thought this pancakes gag was going to be one week because lumberjacks like flapjacks. Right. I yeah. thought that's mm-hmm. what. But no, we're bringing out pancakes every week now. Every day of the, the year. The only thing even slightly remotely more confusing rather than the people brought up from NXT. Mojo Raleigh's the one who goes heel, not Zack Ryder. Okay. Well, I feel like this has been going on for months now as well. Yes. Because Zack Ryder turned on Mojo Raleigh like twice already, yet they're a team (laughs) on this show uh, because the Ascension can't team, and the Ascension may may be dead, for all we know. Um, Yeah, this is uh, SmackDown. The tag division is very odd. It's very strange Mm -hmm. right now. This is what happens, though. Well, actually... We talked, we've talked about how the Raw side doesn't have a pay-per-view event until the Royal Rumble. They've been going like three months in between. SmackDown has a pay-per-view coming up in, what, two weeks? Uh-huh. There'll probably be some type of tag title match on that show. And at this point, all signs point to it being the New Day versus the Usos. But we just came off of that entire feud. Like, could that yeah. happen again? If they do, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, they're going to have to do some uh, gymnastics here to make that happen. Uh, in the, the next only, two weeks of TV. Yeah, the only thing I can reckon is I thought they mentioned on commentary that Gable and Benjamin were already solidified as number one contenders by virtue of beating the Usos. Okay. Yeah, well, there so you go. Maybe this, so maybe this was to uh, give give some doubt as to whether they could beat the Usos. I don't know. That just seems <sighs> odd to, if you're building them as the number one contenders to do that. Or Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin win. And, ooh, we have instant contenders for that tag team championship because guess who beat them recently? It was the New Day. That's how you do it. You get Uh, the New Day in there after defeating Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Um, Yeah, SmackDown's been odd. This whole week of WWE TV is odd. I mean, Raw, you you talk about stalling for time. They're stalling for time not just on that episode, but between now and January, the end of January. uh, I got to the end of that show with the Braun Strowman destruction of Kane's throat gimmick. And I did not realize that it was already 11 o'clock. I, I should have the way that show was going. I did not realize it was already 11. And then that segment happens. I'm like, all right, what's next on raw? And that was the closing of the show. I like, they are not really caring much about the closings of the show. These days, you got Enzo Amore in there week after week. You got this Braun Strowman Kane destruction. The, the closings of the show don't feel like they were the last decade where it's the big climax of the show. It's just, it's just whatever happened. It, it may as well have been a mid raw segment that Braun Strowman destruction of Kane. You think so? I thought, I thought, you know, putting Braun in there. Well, Braun's a big it... deal. Braun's a big deal, but you had, uh, this was the progression. You had Jason Jordan going in there, getting killed by Kane. Then Finn Balor comes out to the rescue. He also gets killed until Braun Strowman comes out. And Braun Strowman's the big deal. He's the big guy right now. He's the he's the top guy on the show, if you will. And he comes out here and, and gets his revenge on Kane again after last week piling piling him through the ring. So Kane gets sent off, broken jaw, broken throat, whatever the case may be. And you have Kane selling for 10 minutes to close out the show. It wasn't exactly a hot climax to the uh to the to the show here. Kane's scrambling around for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, that, that exactly wasn't a hot climax either. 
Jeff. Jeff Hawkins, <laughs> just, not very good at hot climaxing. I just, I just, uh, you know, Kane, Kane killing Finn and, you know, because we were expecting this to be kind of the Finn Brock spot kind of to be built up. Yeah, and Finn that's Bal- um, no, Elias Sampson has taken over yeah. the, the Finn Balor spot. We're going to talk more about this Elias uh, versus Roman Reigns match. Uh, Finn Balor's fallen off the face of the earth. Uh, and then we have to get into these dweebs talking to me online about Matt Hardy breaking in WWE broken Matt coming back. We, I have some words on that and I'm ju- I'm sure Jeff, you have some words too on that. Uh, but before we get to Matt Hardy breaking in WWE, uh, I want to let you know, you don't have to break your bank account when you try blue apron this holiday season, you'll be spending enough on gifts and travel this December. So quit with the fast food and dining expenses and sign up for blue apron. Jeff, I made fantastic. I made a fantastic meal. Of seared oh, steaks and mashed potatoes. I told you about this when I was getting the delivery. Seared mm-hmm. steaks, mashed potatoes. You combine my two favorite things. You give me the ingredients right to my door. You give me the instructions. I make it. I eat it. I love it. Uh, I had these seared steaks and mashed potatoes. They were just amazing. More amazing. I didn't have to go to the store and waste my time trying to find a bunch of ingredients. And I didn't have to spend $40 or more per plate at a restaurant. Blue Apron delivered the ingredients right to my door. I spent less than 45 minutes putting everything together for a meal that my wife and I loved. The flexibility, convenience, and variety of Blue Apron makes it a must-have this holiday season. Whether it's for yourself or a friend, now is the time to try Blue Apron. Upcoming meals include seared steaks and garlic butter, oven fries and romaine sa- and, ro- and a romaine salad, roasted chicken with full vegetables, and a butternut squash pasta with kale and brown butter walnuts. There's something for everybody out there. Whether you're a meat eater, whether you're a vegetarian, you got to try Blue Apron. The best part, you can try it right now with $30 off your first order just by visiting our exclusive link at blueapron.com slash shake. Blue Apron is treating Shake Them Ropes listeners to your first dinner, a $30 value, by visiting blueapron.com slash shake. So check out this week's menu and claim your $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash shake. That's blueapron.com slash shake. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Uh, what's cooking with this Matt Hardy deal, Matt, Jeff, Matt, <laughs> Jeff, uh, it appears that TNA does not have the rights to the broken Matt gimmick. So it's going to become WWE eyes. So, I, I think it may actually even include Matt coming under the spell of Bray Wyatt. Perhaps I don't, you know, that, I mean, it, I it, there's see. something, there's something that's going to happen here. Okay. Mm-hmm. We know that. I mean, that that's, I, I God, I sound like a radio host. I, or podcast host, I didn't want to sound like just there, but um, <laughs> something's spe- going to happen. A specific one? A Big, specific one? Um, how's it going, everybody? Oh, um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think they're going to do some variation on the gimmick now. I think it's, it's, it, it's been said on commentary. It's going to happen despite your denial. All right. Well, let's talk about this for a little bit, okay? Because I, okay. I got Twitter messages at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. Uh, Twitter messages all day today, DMs, emails, faxes from all over the world. Okay. Rob, what hat are you going to eat now? What other article of clothing can you eat now? It'll be a fun episode to shake them ropes because Rob was wrong again. Uh, let's take it back from the beginning. Right, Jeff. When Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy came back to WWE. And everyone's like, oh, they should have done Broken Matt. Why are they the Hardy Boys? They should have done Broken Matt. Look at that reaction at WrestleMania. That reaction at WrestleMania 
Yes, the fans were excited to see the Hardy Boys. It had been a while since they were in WWE. It was surreal. Not everyone expected it to happen. It was a cool moment. Great. Absolutely. You got some delete chants out there because the WrestleMania fans are the hardest of the hardcores. Great. Not since that show have people given one fuck about broken Matt Hardy. Language. Not one blue hell <laughs> about broken Matt Hardy in WWE. Let's not even go over the facts that Broken Matt wasn't that over in TNA to begin with. All right. Okay. Did slow not, down. Ho- okay. Slow, hold, hold slow on. both those points down because that's neither of those things are remotely true. Uh, well, yeah, okay, they, it, okay both, hold on. Both are facts. Hold on. Hold on. Let me finish my point here. Number one, facts. there were calls for it. There were calls for it when I was in the arena on the Raw after SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, the Raw after guys. Media, there were there were There were cries for it. After and they Cries. eventually diminished. Cries. To say, it wasn't, to say it wasn't over is false. Yeah, to say it, it didn't drive an increase in business is true. That's what Lands and Krejci went over when they went over this. They said that it wasn't worth the investment <coughs> in resigning them. So, so let's not because so both your points are false. No, both are proven facts. Uh, okay, there has not been a claim, a call for these uh, for broken mat in WWE outside of the uh, outside of five dudes in an aisle in section 205 uh, didn't make a dent in TNA business. Ratings are actually better now and were better the year before the Hardys were in TNA. They were largely an independent act. Now I'm not bashing the broken Matt act. It was interesting. It regrew the life of Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy at a time where they were, you know, if they were just the Hardy boys in TNA, they, w- they wouldn't have been that much anymore. Your exact, your exact words were it wasn't over. It wasn't. It was. Sold no tickets. Didn't, no. didn't increase TV viewing ratings. Doesn't mean it wasn't over. Hmm. All right, so how would you measure it? People can, people remember the gimmick. People were clamoring for the gimmick. It was over. Okay. TNA wasn't over. The broken mat gimmick was. That's true. TNA wasn't. And I would guess I would just argue with the point that if it was over in WWE, we would have gotten reactions quite a bit more than what we got with Matt Hardy, especially when he was bringing it back this week on TV. It's not like I the arena was canning the lead with him. The, the, the Venn diagram there isn't, I mean... Look, WWE are conditioned fans. They they have the things that they come to see. If you're not conditioned well, to where are know they something now? or like something. Where are they? They're in WWE now. Okay, can we at least agree on this, that it's not over in WWE, which is what matters. And that's what my point no, is. But it hasn't been presented in WWE. It hasn't even been alluded to all that much other than Matt doing little things. Right. So what's more valuable in WWE, the Hardy Boys or broken Matt Hardy? The Hardy Boys. Exactly. So you get this chance now. And, and I've said on this show you know, for since April, you weren't going to see broken Matt Hardy in WWE. Okay. And we would not be seeing it if Matt and Jeff were both still healthy. Jeff's banged up now. This is the only opportunity. When Jeff got hurt, we talked about this subject on this very show. How, okay, now this is the only chance you might see some type of singles push for Matt Hardy, some type of singles gimmick for Matt Hardy. But if you are out there thinking that, oh, my God, Broken Matt's coming in and this is going to be a revelation in WWE, this is going to be amazing. It's, it's fun time for Matt Hardy again. If you're actually thinking Matt Hardy, if he does this broken or broken light character in WWE is going to be anything more than gold dust 
in WWE. You better back off that right now because you're going to be very disappointed. Okay. But what's wrong with being gold dust in there's WWE? Nothing, there's parlance, nothing wrong with because being there gold dust. Hold on, because the brand is bigger than any star you get. What What is Booker T most remembered for in WWE? Uh, being the world heavyweight champion, having main event clashes with The Rock. Uh, King Booker. Yeah, that's probably That true. is what he is remembered, yeah, most true. remembered for. Okay, that that's, I mean, look, if Matt Hardy can get a fifth of that, he'll be fine. I once, um, I once, uh, I once was inside of a ring with ROH legend Chad Collier. And it was in Fort Wayne, Indiana. There was yeah. a show promoted. I'm inside the ring there. At the end of the show, Chad Collier and Shark Boy just went to a 45-minute classic. I remember this story. Chad Collier's in the ring. This guy goes to Chad Collier, thanking him for the match. It's not Shark Boy. Person to be named later or never named. Goes up to Chad Collier and says, that was a great match you put on. I was afraid these people would only know you as the doctor who got beat up by Kane. Chad Collier took offense to this. I almost saw Chad Collier punch out a dude inside the middle of a wrestling ring because of a fan, if you will, telling him that you'll only be remembered for that one little glimpse of television chance you had. And you saying that right now made me think of that story. Doesn't relate 100% to what we're talking about. (laughs) But it kind of does. But it kind of does at the same time. Like, they, they only remember King Booker when he had a 10-year career before that in WWE. Mm. And WCW was a world champion. Headlined to WrestleMania against Triple H. Yeah, his other memory is getting, getting thrown around in a grocery store by Steve Austin. Oh, that too. That too. I just don't... I, I will admit, it looks like a broken-type character is coming. And that's fine. Ten months later or whatever it is. When was April? Well, it, you know Six what? It doesn't months, matter also because later. if it helps serve even Bray Wyatt a little bit, which I think it might. Right. If, if they go that Just way, don't, don't it'll get help Bray up. out. I'm, I'm fine with having supplemental things other than big star, business changing, you know, whatever. You, whatever thing you're arguing against, you're wrong. It, 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 whatever, it gives him something, it it gives him something to do until Jeff comes back. It gives him and something to do until Jeff comes back. far more valuable to the company than they think he is. Oh, I don't see. That's where we would d- disagree again. Because Matt Hardy by himself isn't valuable at all in WWE, no matter what he does. Okay. It, it's a Hardy so Boy show. So he has nowhere to go but up. It, uh, that's true. That's true. It's a Hardy Boy show. And when Jeff Hardy comes back, they'll be the Hardy Boys again. I don't think we're getting Jeff versus Matt anytime soon. I don't think we're ever going to see Jeff Hardy as broken Jeff Hardy or brother Nero. This is something to do for four months until Jeff Hardy comes back when they can be the Hardy boys again. And the Hardy boys are more valuable in WWE than broken Matt. You're going to reinvest and try to start up broken Matt all from scratch because let's be real. You and I remember the TNA gimmick. The majority of fans watching that show and the majority of fans in the building each and every week outside of the New York's outside of the Philadelphia's don't know or probably would ever care about broken Matt Hardy. Doesn't matter. It really doesn't. This gives at least one writer on the staff an opportunity to express themselves in some way outside of the script. So I'm, I'm more than willing to go along for the ride. So that's reasonable, Rob. 
Crazy Rob coming back here to tell you that I still don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's ever okay. going broken in WWE. And that could very well be true, too. They could get to the arena next week and Vince could. I've rewritten the script and all of a sudden, well, Matt Hardy's fighting for the Intercontinental title against Roman Reigns. Right. And also reasonably, reasonably now, him sitting in the corner doing that delete, it's not like it, light the world, it lit the world on fire. I mean, you're wa- I'm watching that segment and I'm thinking if I'm Vince McMahon watching this, I, I gave him a chance. I gave him a little moment there. We'll see if we have something with this. And I'm watching that and I'm saying, we don't have anything with this. Matt Hardy is going to main event, main event next week. He's not going to be on raw. We're not doing a singles push for Matt Hardy into the Royal rumble. I'm not doing a character that was a retread of a TNA character that wasn't that popular to begin with. And I know you're saying, oh, it was, it wasn't. Outside of it doesn't matter if Northeast doesn't know Indies. if it wasn't popular or not. He just knows that they've been getting delete chants at different arenas. So, a few. Yeah. I just don't I don't know if we're ever to see. I, I don't expect a singles push from Matt right. Hardy, and no matter what character he is, he could be Matt Hardy of the Hardy Boys, and I wouldn't see a singles push. He'll come out here doing what he's been doing, losing to the Samoa Joes, losing an Intercontinental Championship match, losing to Elias, losing to Bray Wyatt. Losing to Elias again because Elias is a superstar in the making. That match with Roman Reigns. Jeff, talk to me about life-changing matches in your past. And try to leave out Roman Reigns versus Elias from Monday Night Raw, November whatever, 2000 whatever. Look, I need, no, I need you, I, I need... I need serious Rob here because I'm not sure if this is sarcasm from you or not. I mean, was it a life-changing match? No. Did it, no. did it let the people realize that, Hey, this Elias might be good for more than just comedy singing segments. I think yes. so. Yes. It, it make it, it, it elevates Elias somewhat. Um, and, and, I, and all honestly too, I mean, look at where Finn Balor was on the show. Look at Elias. Elias isn't going to be in the title picture all week long. This guy could go one-on-one with someone like the Miz and maybe hold the Miz's spot. Is he great on the mic? No. Is he showing more personality? Yes. And he could be something. He could be. He has be. some size to yeah. him, and that well, helps him a oh. bit, too. I mean, you have to admit that. He, and not just because he's doing the elbow drop. All right. Mm-hmm. The guy looks like Randy Savage. Yes, he does. He also looks like... He also looks like Roman Reigns. I mean, when they showed that Intercontinental Championship uh, picture of Roman and Elias the coming up next, I mean, you could have shown this picture to someone who doesn't follow wrestling, and you're like, that's the same guy. Are they twins? Is one guy wrestling th- himself? Like, what's happening here? Long, and within the story of the match, hair. they put over Elias time and time they again. Did. They yeah, even they had Corey come around to him. Um, I don't think putting Bo and Axel with him is... is gonna help him all that much but maybe it leads to something down the road when the Miz comes back yeah yeah but um, this guy showed that he's i he jumped with that one match okay yes. and i'm not out here saying oh the Miz, elias is great let's praise elias and tino sabatelli and i'm right about cm punk and i'm right about everything let's be real here for a second elias jumped over finn balor on the depth chart in that match this is this is a typical Vince is going to bring you into his office. I have a challenge for you. I'm putting you out there in a long match against the guy I'm going to pass the torch to at Mania more than likely. And he did not shrink from the spotlight. So, yes, you are going to see eventually at some point. It's 
you're going to see a push for Elias, probably with the mid-card belt, Yeah, and I I'm, think. I'm sorry I can't give credit to whoever said this on Twitter as I'm watching the show, but there was there were messages, and there was someone who said that Elias, Elias very well could be a sneaky final four in the Royal Rumble this year. Like, he's that it, type of, of yes. upcoming talent. Like, this could be a guy, a Jack Swagger type, or someone who just appears with Randy Orton and John Cena as one of the he, final four or three. Yes, he's he's Mr. Perfect or or in that one rumble with the Rick Martell who you go, "Wow, he's still in there?" Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. And and you, and he becomes the trivia who was the final four with the three main guys in the Royal Rumble and it, yeah. No, I I could see that too. I could see that. But let's not uh, take all credit away from Roman too. I mean, that match was good. On Raw. Yeah. Match of the year, no, but a uh, quality singles match on Raw between two guys you wouldn't have expected to go out there it and put was, on that type of match. It was a solid yeah. time filler to fill time because they, and it went about five minutes longer than it should have because they're trying to fill time because they really don't want to do anything before the Rumble. They don't want to do anything before the Rumble, which sucks for all of us because we literally have two months before that match. Two yeah, months but before the they Royal did make Rumble. some interesting, uh, some some interesting roster moves. Um, you want to talk about Paige and the Absolution? I want to talk about both. All right. Uh, it it's interesting to me that they brought up six women at once. Um, and with- none of them were the ones in the main event at NXT. Well, <laughs> and that's fine too. You know, yes. it didn't have to be Kyrie Sane. It didn't have no. to be anyone because there's still a story there for Kyrie Sane and no. whether it's Shayna Baszler or Ember Moon yes. or anyone. It, it it fits in with the what what my theory was was it's a it's a throwing spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks kind of move. Um, it's also possible. I'm not gonna stake a claim on it that we're now at kind of around twenty women. And that's enough for a rumble if they want one. And I think they should. It's interesting that the archetype for both three women groups are kind of the same. Pale woman with tattoos, perky blonde. Yes. And non-traditional type. (laughs) Um, Tough girl, right? Tough woman. Yeah. I mean, you got Sarah Logan, who's just coming off the farm. She's going to beat you up. Uh, You got Sonya Deville coming with her MMA gloves, who's going to beat you up. You got Mandy Rose and Liv Morgan, who are, are not the same person. I mean, the blonde hair no. really is what you got going on there. No, but 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 I mean by that, they're, they're both kind of yes. let's, a Vince type. Oh, let's, yeah. Let's put it that way. Well, they're very similar. I mean, you're right. They're very similar groups. I mean, they look like mirror images. You talk about the uh, brand split, creating more opportunities for different people, and you got the same group on both shows. Between the two groups, I think I think it's also kind of interesting that they're going to kind of cover for the for whoever the blonde members faults by having the other two do the work. I, and it, each has each of the third wheels, so to speak, have interesting challenges to them. Well, you, Sonya Deville, Sonya Deville, yeah. I think, while not on the microphone, in her presence has a weird charisma that she didn't have on NXT. And I think it's, and I'm going to tell you something from an acting perspective, just watching her. It's the smirk. And it might be a nervous twitch, but it might be a character choice. If it's, if it's the former, I hope she makes it a character choice. Because I thought when she finally came in and started laying fists on the second week, I thought she really kind of got herself over and helped her quite a bit. In addition to kind of the cocky presence that she has, even though it may be accidental. 
Sarah, Lo- Sarah, I keep, call- yeah, Sarah Logan. I almost called her Sarah Morgan. Okay, um, you got it. Because that's what I was calling her last night. Um, she, she has the Southern thing kind of working against her a bit, I think, um, in terms of their perception of her. I also think there was a bit of a hiccup last night because I think she's left-handed. And I know from my very, very limited training that, and I'm kind of left-handed or I favor my left side for like clotheslines and stuff that they really don't, it, it makes it awkward to work with someone like that because they, and they try and get that out of you so that you use your right side so that, you know, because it's all muscle memory and stuff. So that's going to be interesting as well. Um, I thought, I thought Ruby riot came off really good in terms of her promo last night. She is someone whose charisma can overcome bad scripting, which it was for both groups. She, she just her it, it. It's a weird natural cadence that doesn't sound like she's doing a script, which was the problem I thought with Sonya and, and Mandy over on, on raw. Um, I know some people are very high on page. I still think she hasn't shown anything since the, since the Emma match, and maybe this will help her in some ways on Raw. I know that there are there's certain very loud vocal European contingency that really wants her to succeed. I hope she does, but you know what? The AJ matches weren't great, and you can blame AJ for them. Fine, but I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for Paige to have that quote unquote breakout since since. I mean, almost literally since getting brought up, and it's been a couple years. So I'm interested to see her. I'm interested to see all these women. It's not that I want anybody to fail, but it's certainly interesting in terms of reshuffling the divisions too, especially with uh, the Raw roster where you have Nia and you have Alexa and you have Asuka, who are all going to be strong, and you have fan favorites and Sasha and, and somewhat Bailey still. Who who's the low person on the totem pole other than Dana, who we may have seen the last of on Monday night? I mean, we may have seen the last of Dana. They did a backstage segment with her that they put on their YouTube um, with her possibly joining Titus Brand. So I don't know if anything <laughs> we'll, will make. Will be crap. Right, we'll make yeah, up that. No offense. Uh, yeah. So Dana and Alicia Fox are on that low level. Honestly, mm-hmm. Bailey right now is on the next tier up from that, and kind of the Emma role where she might Mac- get a push Mickey- here, but. Yeah, Mickey yeah, James. I, Mickey I think James. she's above Mickey. I think she's above Mickey James still. And, but they're pretty. I mean, they're she may be they're one even. step above, but they're, they're pretty even. Uh, you have Nia Jax. Uh, Nia Jax next on the list, and not because of anything talent related. Really, Mickey James and Bailey not down there because of talent or anything like that. Just not really seemingly in the fold right now. And this women's division is very interesting too. Not just because they brought up these two separate groups on the shows, but take just the Raw division right now. And you have the whole Asuka thing going on where she's just beating up Dana Brooke and she's doing her squatch mashes now, so you must be happy. You have <laughs> you have the NXT, the uh, women's champion, Alexa Bliss, who has made her presence uh, known to Paige's group and is now kind of backing away a little bit. You have Paige's group just annihilating everybody, uh, taking out Sasha Banks, taking out Bailey, taking out Mickey James. So you have Bailey's uh, Bailey's demise, but you have Paige's rise with her group. You have Asuka's rise with her group. You still have Alexa Bliss as the champion. So that's really not leaving anywhere for Nia Jax to fit in, at least right now. Okay. 
so what are they going to do? Are they going to do Paige versus Asuka? Are they going to do Paige versus Alexa Bliss? Is Asuka going to take out the cronies of Paige for a while until finally getting a big match? Uh, there's there's a lot of intrigue in where they could be going with this division. It's kind of you know what uh, what ECW, what Paul Heyman always used to talk about, make everyone involved with everyone. Like you don't have yeah, one feud here, same- one feud there. Everyone's involved with everyone in some way. Yeah, but at the same time, they do so much television that someone eventually has to get, for lack of a better term, cooled off. And yeah. it's going to be well, interesting out, out of Naya. you know those four top, those four to- actually five top people between Paige, Oscar, Naya, yes, Alexa, and Sasha, who, who, and Sasha. It's Naya and Sasha right now. Yeah, okay. Sasha's Sasha's going to be fed to Paige first, and Naya may not be on the show for a little bit. Cause what are you doing with her? What do you, are you just going to have her go out there and squash whoever's left Bailey and just keep her separate? I was stunned on Monday that they had Oscar and Paige interact. They didn't get, you know, they didn't fight. Oscar leaves Paige kind of Paige, Paige and her group, let her go. But I was stunned. They had her interact. Cause I thought we were going to get Paige decimating everyone for a while. Oscar completely separate, you know, winning matches here and there very quickly and eventually you would start to build the tension like what if Asuka and Paige ever met? And and they yeah. just had Paige interact with everyone on Monday. Everybody. I think Asuka probably tears apart Sonya next week. Yeah, but isn't that kind of fast? Aren't you a little surprised? Yes. I'm not it's, saying it's, whether it's, it's a right or wrong. too fast. Yeah, it's fast. You. It's quick. I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm saying quick and surprising. Or, 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 yeah, I mean, there, there, there's options here. It's just going to be interesting as to, you know, because given the <laughs> uh, lack of long-term planning, now they've kind of, now they have to actually make some decisions here. There's a lot of decisions to be made. Mm-hmm. And you can, with a division like this right now, though, you can make some wrong decisions and still come out okay because you have so many options. Like not and you still have the to option to move any of them over to SmackDown if you need to. And and I was thinking this. I didn't put it in our rundown, but I, I really wanted to. I didn't know if we would have time. Nia Jax on SmackDown makes the most sense of anything. I mean, um, you have you have big, tall Charlotte as the champion on, on, on SmackDown. You have Naomi. I mean, they're selling that she might be hurt from this uh, from this riot squad attack on SmackDown. You have Natalia, who was just her teammate here. If you don't want to do a Ruby Riot or any of her group against Charlotte right away, how about Nia Jax coming over? Yeah, or or a Bailey. Uh, let me let me ask you this question because this is something I kind of re- given the similarity between the two groups' debuts, so to speak. You mean as in completely the same? Yes. Would it be interesting to have? page be behind both it would be interesting but now that you have ruby riot on smackdown you you have her leading that group called the riot squad and i have to feel like people like oh why do they have to add a t why you have to mess with the name who even cares uh intellectual property i had no problem uh, right the fact that they're calling them the riot squad you you needed something to be a little bit different you had to add a t that's fine okay it's better than doing r-u-b-e-e of all the changes they could have made. Oh God, I thought it never crossed my mind. I mean, I'm fine oh. with them just adding a T to the end. Okay. Uh, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan as the riot squad. 
the fact that these two groups are so similar and they're destroying everything on SmackDown and Raw, possible that on the next brand pay-per-view where both brands are included, which would be the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania, that these two teams clash six women tag team style? Depends how they get over. I, it really, I, I don't, I don't see that unless it's, unless it's straight on the pre-show. And even, even if they both did get over it, had the, it might be on the pre-show. I, I think it just depends. I, I think it's too early to tell. Uh, definitely too early to tell. And they're both heel groups. So it'd be a very interesting change, but it, it, it is just so odd that they, they picked these six women to be in these groups and they all have a mirror image on the other group. I mean, Paige yeah. and Ruby Riot, Mandy Rose, Liv Morgan, Sonya Deville, Sarah Logan. There's there's mirror images there on Raw and SmackDown. I'm I'm still flummoxed, that, or not flummoxed, but maybe a little bit baffled that the iconic duo was not brought up. But because they seem tailor made for that that roster, they, but uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay seem tailor made to be on the Big Show somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, doing that particular gimmick. Yes. Uh, NXT is taping as we record this show. We're not really going to get too much into the NXT spoilers. Maybe not at all into the NXT spoilers. I don't know if you've been following it tonight. I have been here and there following a little bit of it. Uh, But you have uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce still down there working. Hell, I mean, Ruby Riot wrestled Sonya Deville on the NXT tapings tonight. Yeah, they're still down there. Yeah, they're, they're blowing those two off. Uh, so in a way, we already have our Raw, our Raw versus SmackDown battle there on NXT. Uh, yeah, no Billy Royce. That's my tag team name for them, by the way. Mm. Billy Royce. Or you could go Peyton K. You could do PK. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want. The, who's, or who's as name? I called them, the, the jumping bomb Australians. So. Yes, <laughs> you can do that. You can do that. Very interesting scene right now with the women in WWE. It's maybe one of the more interesting things going on in the show. So you got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who are the top guys right now in the SmackDown show. Really, Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn is kind of his sidekick. I would akin Sami Zayn to the Alex Riley role to Kevin Owens' Miz. I'd put him a little bit higher, but not much. I think you're right on that. I, I think the intrigue right now is what the heck's going on between Shane and Daniel Bryan. and Shane and Daniel and- Bryan are doing a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what the, where they're going with this Daniel Bryan vis-a-vis his contract and his obvious getting in ring shape as seen by him last night looking pretty darn jacked in the shirt he was wearing. Dude, I, I straight up, I wouldn't put money on it right now. But if they're talking, okay, what match can we have Shane at at WrestleMania this year? Let's just give him Daniel Bryan. That would be Daniel and Bryan's Daniel Bryan match. is not ever going to appear in a WWE ring again. Oh, now, in terms of- now who's the one making weird or not even weird, but off the wall proclamations? Daniel Bryan. I don't think never it's weird. I think, I think they just see the liability in it. And I think as a corporation, they wouldn't do it. Um, I, I think it's far more likely that he appears on. The, I mean, if there's a show to be, he's going to appear on. It's going to be this Cody Rhodes thing. So this Cody Rhodes thing, former WWE superstar Cody Rhodes. Uh, and the Young Bucks planning a 10,000-seat arena event for 2018. Uh, no real details. Like, it, it's it's out there. Cody Rhodes has said that he was willing to bet that he could fill a 10,000-seat venue. And now yeah, it looks he's, like he's really he's basically planning now it. responding to podcasts that are saying he can't yeah. do it, that he can. And he can. Is- I don't necessarily doubt 
that they they can do something if they plan really ahead as long as it's one event. I mean, I think it would be much easier to do that for one event than trying to do it for multiple events. Uh, I am skeptical because okay. I think I mean, look, I was at this New Japan show in Long Beach. I've I've seen the numbers for super shows for ROH and and whatnot. I think you have to have at least three different types of talent on there. I think you need a once in a lifetime draw. I think you need someone that the WWE bubble kind of would, would cross over to watch. I think you probably need some new Japan involvement. I think you need the perfect arena, which is either within traveling distance or which has a huge metropolitan fan base. And I think you need the right date where it's not around any other travel type destination events. I think so much needs to go right. So much needs for to them go right. to fill 10,000 paid. And look, I don't know. I'm going to, how do I put this gently? I think Cody would have to be in the second match from the top. Oh, rather no. Than the oh, top. I want to talk more about this. Uh, I okay. want to talk more about this. But first, we have a new sponsor on the show, Jeff. And I want to give them their time because I've actually used this service quite a few times. And I think as did I. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I think out there, the fans of this show will like this one. Uh, we're talking about a Bullet Club event. That event could be a hot ticket. We'll see. Uh, what else could be a hot ticket? Upcoming NFL playoffs, college football playoffs. There's no better way to find the tickets you want to a variety of events than by visiting SeatGeek. Ticket buying can be confusing sometimes, but SeatGeek makes it easy. Uh, to get the tickets you want when all hope might be lost. Whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning a night out, or just trying to find the perfect gift, SeatGeek can help you find the best deals, and it's fully guaranteed. And the app is easy. You can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, you can find the seats to that big event you're looking for. Uh, I was just using SeatGeek in my quest to find Royal Rumble tickets for us in January, and with WrestleMania coming out, the app will certainly come in handy for all of you out there. Best of all, our listeners, that's you guys, all of you right now listening to Shake Them Ropes, get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase right now. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code STR today. That's promo code STR for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. $20 off tickets to that concert, game, event, whatever it may be, whatever you've been looking for, do not delay. Download SeatGeek on your phone or tablet today. Use promo code STR for $20 off. Royal Rumble coming up. Been looking for tickets to that. WrestleMania coming up. Uh, base. Hey, we're less than three months until baseball season, guys. Go download SeatGeek. Try it out. Purchase some tickets. $20 off. I'm excited about that one. I think a lot of people out there will like it. 20 bucks off. Oh, no, I, uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I was using SeatGeek to find our Rumble tickets because I heard the ad on another podcast I listened to. So, yeah, no, I, I love the SeatGeek app quite a bit. I'm happy they're on as a sponsor. Yeah. And maybe, hey, if, if Cody Rhodes is going to sell 10,000 seats out, I mean, you might need the SeatGeek app just to find a ticket to that show. I know you're skeptical about, uh, them being able to do that. I know there's some funny uh, there's some funny memes I've seen out there on the Reddit and different sites. I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna mock it though because I well, think if, it. It, if if they can pull it off, if they can really, I mean, you know, with the memes and stuff like that, if they can pull this off, it's industry changing. I had brought up this prospect of would the Bullet Club ever get big enough to have shares in their own promotion and stuff, and now 
It, it, I mean, oh. I never thought, I never even thought for a moment that that would come true. But man, it would be, it would be an eye opener for the wrestling industry if he could, if they can pull this off to be the success that they think they can. Yes, and this is a former WWE star in Cody Rhodes going out on his own, not just wrestling for other places, but thinking, okay, I can run an event. And if that event becomes successful, maybe run another one. I don't see Cody Rhodes starting his, any, his own promotion anytime no. soon. No, 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 no. And no, it no. wouldn't work. But you run an event here and there at the big cities. You bring in your friends from New Japan. You bring in your friends from Ring of Honor. You bring, bring in other stars that may not be tied to a promotion. Uh, what's weird about this one is the fact that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks are tied to a promotion in Ring of Honor. And if you could sell out a 10,000-seat venue, why wouldn't you try to do it as a Ring of Honor show? If you're Ring of Honor, why wouldn't you want them to try and do it as your own show? Unless you're you know, giving them the blessing because you don't really want to invest in something like that. Maybe you don't think that's right for your business. And you're saying, okay, Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, go on out there. That's fine. Uh, but it's a very weird situa situation. I don't know if Ring of Honor would be upset by Cody Rhodes' plans. Uh, to go I, I off think on you his own. Can't, I, I think you can't with an ROH event. I don't think you can with a New Japan event. I think even with a co-branded event, we've had those events in Vegas. I, I don't... I think you need... You need Brian Danielson you on do. this card. You would need you Brian probably Danielson. Need, you, you probably need CM Punk on this card well, no, oh, well, if you okay. can get him. You, a CM Punk show sells out. CM Punk yes. comes back to wrestle on an indie show. That match is selling out, especially if you do it in Chicago. There's no oh, yeah, doubt about that. What, what would be hilarious, though, okay, and I'm not a Cody Rhodes hater. I don't think he's a main event guy. I don't think he's a top-level talent, okay, but I'm not hating Cody Rhodes for trying any of this. Good for him. Go out on your own. Do your own thing. If you're making more exactly. or even the same amount of money you, you were in WWE, but you're happier and a better schedule, you're doing it right, okay? But Cody Rhodes would put him against CM Punk in that main event and think he was the draw. That's what I find hilarious with whatever this event becomes, because Cody Rhodes will put him in the main event and it will all be based on his opponent. I went to that ROH Chicago show. I went to the Chicago show that had 5,000 people in the biggest venue they've ever run. And no one was there for Cody Rhodes. Okay. They're there for the bullet club. A lot of times that means the young bucks or they just buy the t-shirt. So that's cool. Okay. People are there for Kenny Omega. People are there because the new Japan name is involved, even though their biggest stars were uh, you know, Takahashi and, uh, or Tanahashi, uh, Tanahashi wasn't even on the Chicago show. The biggest star was Yoshihashi. Okay. I mean, not a lot of big stars coming over <laughs> for that show. Cody Rhodes is going to put him in the main event of the show and think if it succeeds, he was the reason. And that's I, funny because you know he would no, not I be. Think he, I think, I think he, I think he has a little bit more self-awareness in that. I think he'd put like an Omega and Danielson on top. And if he could get a punk, or a Tana or a Ta an Okada, put them second from the top. I mean, you know, you have co-main events. I I don't think it's it's tip top necessarily. Might be a co-main event situation, yeah. but uh, I I kind of disagree if with it, you there a little bit. If it happens, because uh, you could talk this game all you want, doesn't mean that an event like this is actually going to happen. Whether it becomes you know just a time issue, whether it becomes they don't think it might be successful, whatever. Who knows if this event even happens? If it does, right. though, I'm I'm a little uh, more positive on what the outcome could be, just knowing what kind of hustlers Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks are. Well, okay, here here's my two 
things because it's odd because I was discussing it on a message board today and I saw people, you know, building these super cards with various pro. Oh, if we could get AAA involved too, maybe they'll bring in people, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, look, it's not going to be a work rate type of thing that gets this thing over. It's going to be Correct. a personality Correct. thing for the most yes. part. You could put Hulk Hogan on this thing and would sell more tickets than you putting on oh, Walter oh, I don't know. versus would it, somebody. Would it, though? Because you bring up an interesting name there in Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan did this before. Hulk yeah. Hogan ran an indie show in Memphis, in Tennessee. No, in Memphis, Tennessee. Headlined okay. by Hulk Hogan and the big show, the great Paul White, drew 2,500 people. Mm. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, look, I'm not going to say that either, but I also think there's a big disconnect out there in the in bubble world about oh look at the number of t-shirts they sell there's a difference between a $30 t-shirt and people spending hundreds of dollars to travel to a city and paying 50 to 100 bucks a pop for a 10,000 seat one shot okay it has to be historic you have to be traveling for a reason to go there it can't just be oh it's a bullet club show there has to be something in there and it's not gonna be Jericho as much as I like Chris Jericho, I I think I don't think that's even a big enough name to to sell out a a ten thousand seat house. Not not himself alone. I mean, the only names that you could get that are reasonably available at that time would be a Brian Danielson if he's gone from WWE, which probably he would not be. He would not be available for that unless they run at the end of two thousand eighteen. Uh, the Rock. <laughs> CM Punk, if you could somehow, if you're Matt Jackson and Nick Jans, uh, Jackson, convince him to work one match. But mm -hmm. again, not super likely. Uh, let's talk location. If you were running this type of show, there right now is only one location I can fathom that would be good for this and that had a test earlier this year uh, for that size of a crowd. And that would be Chicago. No matter who's on top, you would run I Chicago. Agree. That would be your location. I, I, I agree. I think they're overvaluing an Ontario or a Southern California. I, I really do. Um, I could, you know what? I could see an East Coast stop, maybe like a Philly, which is in driving distance of Chicago still. And not great it's driving place, distance. Not great driving <laughs> it's distance, like but you also 15 have, hours but, but away. You, but hold on. But then you have New York. You could who would come down Boston the south it's in it's a drive for anybody but if but if people want to make it work you have multiple cities to draw from as opposed to southern california which while it is a vacation destination in many ways and it has very very vocal fan bases in terms of your pwgs it did the quote-unquote invasion stunt all those other things and you know the the northern california indie scene is popping off too I, I just don't see that drawing those kinds of numbers. I think I think somehow the special attraction in the city have to match up. I think Punk in Chicago would be good enough to do that if they could. I think Danielson well, just about uh, anywhere. Okay. I think the UK, if the UK could somehow get get if they could make a re deal with maybe Rev Pro and Progress and and I mean they're so starved for wrestling that maybe an entire country would come out and fill an arena. I, I have my doubts about that somewhat, but you know, it, it's interesting to talk about. Let's, let's stop saying the maybe with CM Punk. If CM Punk came back to wrestle one match in Chicago, it's selling out. Yes. It, there's no, maybe it's mm -hmm. happening. 
Same thing with Daniel Bryan. If he came back for one show in Chicago, it's selling out no matter who his opponent is. And his opponent in that case would probably be Cody Rhodes. Chris Jericho is an interesting name because Chris Jericho is working New Japan Pro Wrestling on January 4th. He's going to be on his cruise in October. Uh, Would he possibly, I mean, it's one thing to go work for New Japan Pro Wrestling on the January 4th show for one match. It's a different thing to wrestle in the United States, not for WWE, if you're Chris Jericho. Has he sold out his boat yet? Oh, I don't think so. I don't then think he has. Then, then, then I don't think he'd sell out a ten thousand seat arena. And I don't think I oh, don't think he piss off. I don't think he piss off Vince. I, I really think he wants to come back and and be in their good graces and have all the bells and whistles of having uh, having large corporate wrestling behind you. I think this is just kind of a this this is a this is you remember that that period in Jericho's comebacks where he wanted to face every single internet darling on these like like the beast from the east pay-per-view and and things of that nature. I think that that's what this is and he got a special I, I agree. time pass to do it. Yeah, I agree. Uh I don't think he would also sell out a 10,000 seat arena, but it would give more legitimacy to an event in a big arena in a Chicago or New York if Chris Jericho was on that show. Uh so you could talk about the names all day long, very interesting, you know, very interesting discussions on who would be on a show like that. What would Cody Rhodes' dream opponent be? Uh, but I feel that if they run the show, Cody Rhodes is going to try to put him in the main event and himself in the main event. And I don't know if that's a wise idea, kind of like you, because I don't, I don't think he's a main event type. Maybe they'll do something with Kenny Omega. Maybe they'll bring over some New Japan guys. You know, they have the ties there, and it's not like New Japan guys don't come over and work the States. Tetsuya Naito's coming in in February to work a couple of indie shows. Uh, so I, you can, you can get a large variety of names. You're absolutely right when it comes to location and date. I mean, everything would have to align pretty well to fill 10,000 seats, 10,000 plus seats. You know, you get a 12,000 seat arena and you got to sell 12,000 seats, right? Yeah. I, also I think for, I also the don't United think States one, one more, oh yeah, one more. I also don't think it would be a failure if they ran a 10,000 plus seat arena and drew 7,000. That would not be a failure. No, but it would fall short of expectations and it could and it would be spun as a failure. So I, I, I think you have to hit the number. I, I do. I, I, I just don't I mean you can have Pyrrhic victories and stuff, but it's not what you were shooting for. I think I think he's put his money where his mouth is and they need to come through. And I think I, I, I'm not sure if I said this exactly right beforehand, but I think you need an attraction that somehow pierces the casual WWE fan to, to take notice and say Oh, I need to go to that. Ooh. And that's hard oh. to do, and oh. th- especially Jeff, in the States. I got the name. I know who could main event this show. To Neil Dashwood. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.